Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about how to avoid drama during the holidays. Oh yeah, we, we know, we know you got that drunk uncle, that crazy aunt, that uh, loosey-goosey nephew. Somebody is doing too much during the holidays. Or, or when politics comes up, oh, wow, hide all the weapons, hide all the sharp objects, hide the children. Man, how do we avoid the drama? During, it's crazy that we go the whole year, no drama. And then the holidays come up, and all of a sudden people want to talk global warming, politics, uh, presidents, you know, uh, conflicts in other regions. And we're like, wow, I just came here for the gifts, the cake, and, uh, you know, the kickback. You know, I wasn't, I didn't sign up for a debate. (laughs) So I know some of us aren't even going home because it gets bananas. Uh, Maybe even to the point where we fear for our life. There was an episode, there's a show called The Bear on FX and it's about uh, this guy who runs a restaurant and the people who work there they're like they're family. They're straight up family. They do everything together. They break bread together and all that. And there's a, a, a Thanksgiving scene where mom is cooking all the things. To the, she won't let anybody else cook anything. She's cooking everything. And there are every, and arguments all over the place. And the mom gets so overwhelmed, so flustered that she leaves. And, and then everybody's like, where did mom go? She disappeared. And then next thing you know, and here's a spoiler, Here's a spoiler. So if you have not watched The Bear, just, you know, skip over the next 15 seconds. The spoiler is she drives a car into the house. This is how flustered, frustrated, angry, enraged she felt. She drove a car right into the living room. Now, she didn't kill anyone. It's It's kind of a comedic drama is one of those dramedies right where it's dramatic and comedy so no one was hurt uh, now in real life there there would have been bodies <laughs> so how do we avoid this drama how do we avoid mom driving the car through the house uh you know and and because anything you watch on tv is always like always portraying the family as Full of joy and togetherness, but but for some of us, there's there's tension, there's drama, just clenched teeth. It's loud and boozy, or or we just uh, you know it's just quiet and small. Um, one of the first strategies we can talk about is control the setting. Uh, sometimes we feel the need to go to other people's houses. Bring them to your house. Tell them to show up on your doorsteps so that you can control the setting. And and when I say setting, I also mean the temperature setting. Because sometimes how hot or how cold 
the houses, that can be a source of conflict, right? Some people uh, want to put on jackets, don't want to put on jackets. Some people have a shoes on house. There's so many little sources sources of conflict. And so uh, to have it at your house, and you know, it's going to be a trade-off because that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to go smooth just because they're coming to your house, but it may reduce the number of conflicts, the number of of, of blow-ups or catastrophes that could possibly happen. Have them come to your house or alternatively, pick a neutral territory. Now, I know this might mean coming out of pocket, right? I mean, going to some, going to a family member's house typically means you're not paying for the place that you're at, right? You're, you're just showing up. You might have to get a hotel um, if you're flying into town. But if you pick a neutral territory, then that would mean that um, possibly everybody's pitching in for this house. And the, and the reason why I like picking a neutral house, like getting an Airbnb or something of that nature, is that it can help avoid those triggering memories from childhood that may contribute to tension. If you go to like your mom's house or a family member's house, you may see photos that remind you of events that you thought therapy helped you delete. <laughs> you might see photos, you might smell scents, you might eat a food, you might uh, you know, drive through a location, maybe from the airport to the house, you drive past your old elementary school or high school, and then that triggers memories that you're like, ah, oh, I thought I'd forgotten that, or I, I thought I was over that. And so by picking a neutral territory, we can help avoid or at least reduce the number of triggering memories. So control the setting. See how you can do that. Bring them to your house, pick a neutral territory, or uh, you know, uh, maybe you have a friend who has a nice house and you can go there, but control the setting. That's one way we can help avoid conflict. All right. Now, let's really tackle the elephant in the room, political differences. I had so many friends who they're not talking to their friends or even family members because of political differences. One is pro this, the other is pro that, anti this, anti. I mean, it, it's like it's, we're, we're forcing everyone to pick a side. And if your side is not my side, then you're dead to me. And that's not how I feel, but th- that's the, the sentiment amongst uh, a number of people. And I remember um, a comedian was joking that when we need help, we don't care what political side you're on. Like if I'm drowning, I'm not going to ask the lifeguard, hey, are you, uh, you know, are you this? Did you vote for this? Did you vote for that? I'm not asking about political differences. I'm not asking about their gender or how they identify, right? I'm just asking for help. So when we need help, all that can go to the side. So that's how you, and, and, and that's a, a true sign of how, loosely we hold our political differences because when push comes to shove or when we're drowning, right? And then I'm not thinking about uh, politics. I'm thinking about breathing. That's what I'm thinking about. All right. So 
how do we deal with these political differences? It's no secret that these discussions can quickly escalate, right? Instead of diving into divisive topics, we can seek points of connection. How do we do that? Through shared interest. That's right. If uh, you play the guitar and your aunt or niece, she sings, then y'all could, you know, get a little jam going or play board games or, you know, you can you can root for a team or just focus on some type of common ground uh, that's light and enjoyable. You can even go into, instead of talking about politics, I like to talk about, like, verses, right? Like, do you, like, like if we're going to do, like, Democrats versus Republicans or whatever that is, go into lighter verses like cake or pie, dogs versus cats, um, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, late night eating or, you know, uh, what your favorite pizza is, deep dish. A lot of my friends, we argue over like deep dish pizza versus, you know, New York pizza. But then I had Detroit pizza. Yummy. I got to be honest. My favorite pizza, morning after pizza. Listen, whatever pizza is in the fridge the morning after, my favorite pizza. I don't know how this is not a concept that hasn't caught on, but morning after pizza is the best. The pizza you had last night was good, right? The the pizza with the uh, that was so fresh and hot. That's good pizza. Where I was like, oh, this is so good. But the morning after pizza, when you wake up the next morning and it's still, and you open the fridge and you see that box, you're like, oh, is there still pizza? And like your eyes light up. And that pizza is the exact opposite of last night's pizza. That pizza is cold, it's dry, and it's delicious. But pizza looks like it, it went on a binge. Like it looked like dried fruit. It doesn't look appetizing at all. But it is the best pizza in the world. doesn't matter where it came from. Morning after pizza, the best pizza ever. Um, so you can discuss things like that. You know, morning after pizza, night before pizza, 2 a.m. pizza, uh, your mom's pizza. Uh, I know some of our friends, you know, we, we talk about almond milk, soy milk, regular milk, fat, you know, just people just like to debate. That's the thing, you know. Um, but So we can take that energy and switch it into things that are le- are more innocuous, more friendly. Uh, you know, Biggie versus Jay-Z. Sometimes that can get heated. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's a that's a hip-hop reference uh, for, my, for my people out there that, that don't know hip-hop, but that's okay. We love you anyway. Um, and then the other thing that we can do to um, ease the conflict around the holidays is bring a memento, a memento with us. Bring something with us that uh, reminds us that we have a fulfilling life outside of this house, right? If you're one of those people who's like, listen, Leo, I got to go home for the holidays. If I don't go home, it's going to be more trouble than it's worth. All right, cool. Bring some mementos with you that remind you of how dope your life is or, or the people that love you and care about you or the things that you're looking forward to, right? Bring Bring books, photos, journals. When I go on a cruise ship, so you know, the longest I've been out on a cruise ship is six weeks. 
I, I yeah, because I did three weeks, then I did three weeks, or I did two two weeks. I don't remember, but the longest I was gone was six weeks, and I think Michelle almost lost it. She was, I mean, she she did lose it. She was not happy that I was going for six weeks, but also I was worried about like you know how was I going to handle being gone for six weeks. Now, mind you. Uh, the people who work on cruise ships are gone for anywhere from six or on there for like six months to a year and a half sometimes. And so how do we, you know, find a way to nourish ourselves in those moments? So I bring books. I bring a lot of books. I bring some heavy books and then I bring some light books uh, that I can bring. And I bring my journal. And, and those are the two things that keep me. I might even bring a cologne or uh, a, some a piece of clothing, something to remind me that I have a home, a girlfriend, uh, I have friends, I have a life um, that's beyond this cruise ship. And I also, one of the things I also do is I save my voicemails. I save my voicemails from people who I care about and uh, who have left me voicemails that I want to listen to because you know you can have people in your life who you care about but not all their voicemails are voicemails you want to listen to like if they leave like a three second voicemail I'm deleting that but sometimes I get three minute voicemails or three minute memos and I encourage my friends and family to leave me three minute voicemail messages or three minute memos and sometimes I'll even post on uh, Facebook Facebook to leave me three-minute uh, voicemails or voice memos uh, to anyone who has my number. And then I just get excited. I'd, I'd much rather listen to a three-minute voicemail or voice memo from someone I know and care about and feel connected to than to watch TV. It, I love it. It really tucks me in at night. Like th- at three minutes, I don't care what they're rambling about. You know, just whatever it is, um, I get giddy just thinking about it. And as a matter of fact, I'm about to take off again for two weeks, and I'm going to ask my friends to do that. I'm like, yo, send me a three-minute voice memo or something, just with your thoughts, ideas, just ramble about. I love listening to those. And then I don't even need the Internet or Wi-Fi for those, you know, just anything to keep me off of of that, but also keep me feeling connected. So anyway, uh, bring a memento with you, something to keep you grounded and help help you to maintain a positive mindset. The next thing that we can do to uh, help avoid conflict is when in doubt about conversation topics, remember the three F's. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. There are three, the three F's of conversation, food, football, and future travel. That's right. Food. People love to talk about food. People love to talk about what their favorite food is, what their favorite restaurant is, foods they ate as a child, um, food that uh, other people have made for them, the, 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 the food that they hate. People, we just love to talk about things that we love and hate. And food is one of those. We have a love-hate relationship. Like, I love pasta. I love lasagna. I love fish. 
I hate olives. I hate olives. I hate chocolate chips. Um, uh, oh, I hate, uh, you know what? I love the taste of artichokes. I hate eating and or cooking artichokes because it's such a chore food. My friend told me that, that, that used that phrase, like food that you have to work at eating. You can't just guzzle it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But I have been to restaurants where they've made artichoke salad and, and um, you know, they, they put the artichoke in the salad in a way that you don't have to work at getting at the actual artichoke of it all. So discussing food, like food that um, you like to watch during a movie, I really love to discuss what foods you would pair with what shows. Like if I'm watching Game of Thrones versus Friends, versus you know law and order like what food do you watch with that what do you drink with that foods drinks uh you know what do you drink before you work out what diet are you on what diet is your friend on like all these different things we love to discuss food um and then football and it you know i know that everybody's in football but sports something sporty whether it's soccer pickleball some type of activity it could even be walking getting your steps in but discussing exercise, we love that. Or, you know, even if you threw your back out exercising, we <laughs> it becomes fodder for a topic. And then future travel. Where are you going next? Where do you want to go? Where do you wish you could go? Um, you know, whether it's real or make-believe, uh, you know, even this, this idea of time travel. Would you like to travel five years back or... Uh, 10 years forward, that kind of thing. We love to discuss travel or flight attendants or um, how crazy, um, you know, the cost of, of travel. And it, where, where do you want to go on a road trip? That kind of thing. We love football, food, and uh, discussing travel. It, it, we just love it. Um, and then the uh, another creative approach is to make games for each other. And this is another way that we can help avoid conflict. Sometimes I think we get into these highly tense um, discussions because we're bored. There's nothing else to do. The football is off. Uh, we've ate all the food. We drank all the booze. And now what, right? And, and so really taking the time to be thoughtful about how you want to spend your time. You might have to take the lead. You really might have to come up with an itinerary or a plan of how you all are going to spend your time together because without a plan, without an itinerary, without some type of structure, the kids can go bananas. And when I say kids, I'm not talking about you know people under eight. I'm talking about everyone there they can go bananas we don't need that so create games for yourself i have a friend when her and her family travels they make crossword puzzles for each other they the clues are are, are stuff that only the family members would know and how much fun is that um, there's a game called connections that you can access through the new york times games app it's called connections I love that game. And so you can make your own version of connections. I have a, when I was just in Vegas, 
is a comedian, Sophie. I don't remember her last name, but she. Um, so this game connections basically is figuring out what four words pair with each other. So they'll take four groups of four words, scramble them, and then you have to figure out which four words go together. And so you have four different groups, right? And you get four tries. That's how the game is played. So you can make your own version of that. Make a game and then, all right, all right game time, and then hand those, hand those out and then see uh, you know, how people do. But remember, a lot of the conflict is just people are bored. They want a little excitement. They, they want to uh, spice things up. They want to shake it up, as my, as my friend says. So it's really a unique way to bond and create positive memories together. And then <clears throat> for those of us really seeking a drama-free holiday, we can avoid family altogether. Why not? donate, volunteer, or prepare food for neighbors in need, sometimes creating our own meaningful celebration outside the family circle can bring a sense of fulfillment and purpose. And, and, and so I hope any of these really can, um, you know, you take these to heart, you know? I mean, by volunteering, um, at the very least, if, if you're like Leo, none of those, then here, here is my ace card. Here's my ace. If you're like, I tried all of that, nothing works. Here's the ace in the hole. Help and hide. That's right. When nothing else seems to work, then be like, hey, I'll help in the kitchen. I'll help in the garage. Just find a way. <laughs> Michelle is very good at this. Michelle is my girlfriend for you first-time listeners. She's very good at finding ways to be helpful, of, of pitching in, of making herself, herself, uh, herself useful um, in any situation. She, she's quick to get in the kitchen, under, under a car. She, she, will get, she will roll her sleeves up and get in the muck of it all. She loves to be active, engaged, and, uh, and, and, um, and add, add some type of value in any kind of way. And, and if you can't find a way to help, maybe grandma don't want you in the kitchen um, uh, and, uh, you know, pops don't want you in his garage, then hide. And I've done this. I'll, I'll hide in the bathroom for a little bit. I'll take one of my books, one of my mementos, and I'll go in the bathroom and I'll read. Or I'll, I'll um, take my journal in there and write for a little bit. But I find that really I'll go in there and I'll set my timer for 20 minutes Usually in a, in a big house, there's more than one bathroom, so I, find, I try to find the one that most people aren't using, which is usually in the basement or upstairs, right? And then I'll take my book in there, and I, will, I literally will read for about 20 minutes. And then I'll resurface, and I'll feel recharged because I'm an introvert. That's the other part. You know, when you're introverted, you need to know how to recharge yourself. So help and hide. That's my... <laughs> that's my go-to when nothing else seems to work. And then, the you know, the last thing that I did in uh, a few years ago, or a lot of years ago, actually, I went to Thailand. So basically, I decided to celebrate the holidays on my own terms. I went to Thailand uh, for Christmas and New Year's, 
Um, it came back on New Year's Day. Boom. Perfect. Coming back on New Year's Day was super cheap because nobody travels or all, um, you know, uh, recovering from uh, the events. People usually come back on the second or third. So I came back on the fifth and it was great. I, I had a nice time, really enjoyed it. I, I spent some time in Thailand, Bangkok, and then I went to Koh Samoy and uh, ate some really great fish, which I've been clamoring to get back to. Um, and uh, rode a scooter for the first time. I've never been on a scooter. I've never driven a scooter. And so the first the first day, I, t- uh, taking those turns, I really struggled uh, with, and I was, I was terrified. Because if you've been to Thailand, you know traffic can be insane in the membrane. And then the second day, I, I was riding that scooter like I've been riding it my entire life. So uh, shout out to being able to uh, adjust and adapt. That's what's cool about being human, right? We can adjust and adapt quickly. So remember, the holidays are about joy and connection. That's right, joy and connection. By approaching our family gatherings with intention, creativity, and a sense of humor, we can turn our potential drama into moments of genuine celebration. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling 988 or any of the other 800 numbers. Do me a favor. Take seven seconds and share this episode with one other person and talk about which one of these. Be like, hey, would you be interested in number two or or, or, you know, um, or, you know, creating a game or, um, you know, have you ever, you know, do you want to help and hide? Like, you know, really asking yourself, which one of these say, hey, I was thinking about doing this. I should have did this last year at the holidays. Like send them a little message with the link. Um, I really encourage that because the more that we share, the more we can connect and the more we connect and the more we can build a community. So thank you for sharing. And, uh, and you can check, you can go to any of the 800 numbers that are listed in any of the show notes. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.